Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. How you're all doing? Um, I am in a place that every hockey parent in New England knows by heart. At some point in our kids' lives, we've all made a pilgrimage to Marlboro to play the sports complex here and have a very special opportunity and guest. Uh, Andrew, big shout out to you. Thank you for referring me to Dean Wegner, Army Ranger, Aviator, Veteran, and now Founder and CEO of Authentically American. Mr. Wegner, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Well, um, Andrew did this. Um, before we get started, I want to be a big shout out to my sponsors, Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate and Mark uh, homes of Reaper Detailing and Washing. You know, I started looking at what you're doing, and in a way, you have really encompassed the military experience. Going to West Point as an officer, being an aviator, I got all kinds of questions for that, but then going into the Rangers and now this, it's, it's a very diverse life. And so I just want to start with your Army experience. What prompted you to? make the commitment to West Point. Certainly. It's funny and it's ironic, Travis, that here we are sitting in a hotel lobby, you know, just coming from the New England Rec Center where all there's eight sheets of ice because hockey, which is part of the reason we're here now, was also why I'm at West Point. I was a hockey player growing up and played at West Point. It was the hockey coach that called that really first introduced me to West Point. And I was familiar with West Point but didn't have an intimate knowledge. But the more I started to research and realized, wow, what an incredible institution. What a lineage of great American leaders that have come. And what an honor and privilege it would be for me to not only play hockey at West Point, but to be able to earn an education. What position did you play in hockey? I was a center left wing, so I was a forward. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, how, and how was your, because a lot of people I talked to didn't go for sports to Annapolis or West Point. What was it like playing on an Army team during your uh, I mean, it, it was challenging because when you're a Division One athlete, they don't lower the standards, they don't relax the commitments, so you've got a full-time Division One, you know, demanding schedule on top of all the standard rigor that a cadet has, so it was not easy, but I've just found in life, Travis, when you do what you love, when you do what you're passionate with, which hockey is one of those, I mean, it's not that it was easy, but it could not be more enjoyable. Excellent, excellent. So you... You do the West Point experience, and you get that experience there, and, and then you go into Army aviation. And I have to say, it's always the uh, the Navy and the Air Force getting all the, the the glory, if you will, for being you know in aviation. But Army has some pretty good pilots too. What was it like being a helicopter pilot? You were a rotary wing aviator, correct? Yes, flew helicopters. So down in L.A., down in Lower Alabama, Fort Rucker, Alabama. That's where I learned how to fly. When, and what did you fly? So. The Army has some fixed wing, but it's primarily rotoring. So right, I right. was flying the Hueys, you know, the UH-1 Huey helicopter. And I'll tell you, I love that aircraft. It was a Vietnam-era vintage aircraft. But the most enjoyable, probably the most amazing flying experience I had when I was at the National Training Center. No kidding. You know, that's where, you know, the Army conducts their major warfare exercises. So brigade-sized units go there to train. And I was part of a group called the Op-4, the Opposing Forces. And we were the Op 4 Aviation. So our Huey helicopters, Travis, were visually modified to resemble the Russian high-detect helicopter. 
So, I mean, you talk about an incredible adrenaline rush. So here we are flying around the battlefield. We're chasing down tanks and Bradleys, you know, trying to hunt them down. And I mean, I mean, the fortunate thing, it was incredible experience, but it wasn't real live ammo coming back at us. So it's the incredible adrenaline rush we had. I mean, unlike anything I've ever experienced. No kidding. Um, I wanted to fly helicopters and, and didn't go in the Army, but one thing that kind of really got me interested in them is I read the book by Robert Mason, Chicken Hawk. Yes. It goes through the whole thing of Army aviation training and Vietnam warfare, and it really got me a whole lot of respect for what those men went through in Vietnam and for what you had to go through in Army training to fly. So... I don't know if you read the book, but he goes into how the Army really focused on real-world uh, problems and challenges for their pilots before they let them, you know, you know, take those things to the field. And I was just curious, what was your first auto-rotation like? It was scary. <laughs> really? Now, auto-rotations are like where they cut, they cut mm -hmm. power. The, you're flying They along. literally roll off the throttle, <laughs> and like a rock, you just literally drop, and then your stomach is up in your throat, and you're like, what in the world's going to happen? And you don't do it the first time on your own when the instructor pilot, I mean, your hands go off the controls. You're like, what in the world? My life is going to be over. And then they're like, watch. And then they come in. And it's amazing just the aerodynamics and how it works. And, I mean, those that fly fixed wing, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, the you can pretty much understand the aerodynamics and how that works. But when you've got that rotary wing, you know, flying around and you've got the tail rotor in the back, it's still, after having flown, amazes me how it flies. Right, because it's, it's basically a brick. <laughs> so I, I've got to ask this as a marine. I've got to ask this. What's your What's your view then on the Osprey? I'll tell you. I'll tell you mine first. Uh -huh. I understand that the the CH forty sixes were were old and needed to be updated, but I have a problem with a aircraft that can't auto rotate and really doesn't seem to like to stay in the air that well. Mm -hmm. And I, I just. Um, maybe I'm old school, but I just, I'm not sure I like it. No. And it's, you know, Osprey is an amazing aircraft, really? and I put the Osprey and the Harrier in the same category. I mean, they're completely different, but the reason why I put them in the same category, somebody had an inspiration that said, you know what, there's amazing things you can do when you're a fixed-wing aircraft, and you can fly longer distances, you can fly at faster speeds. Equally, it's an amazing when you have a helicopter. You can get low, you can get Napa Earth, I mean, it's vertical. And whoever invented the Osprey, whoever invented the Harrier, said, you know what? Why do you have to pick either or? Why don't we combine them both? It's amazing just to think that, you know, the functionality and the capability, you have a helicopter and a plane and a jet, that you can combine them both with the Osprey. No kidding, no kidding. So you, you, you flew in Alabama, you did all this with the Huey, which to me, you know, I don't, I'm not an aircraft expert, but I have researched them because of my MOS. Amazing, amazing piece of machinery, and you're doing that and you decide to join the Rangers, which I've been told is a constant gut check every day, every minute. What, what was the transition? What led you to do aviation and go into that kind of you know, ground-based combat role? It's a great question, Travis, and this really goes back to my first year, my senior year at West Point. Oh, really? And one of the big decisions you do is what branch. You know, what branch you're going to choose after you graduate, where you're going to go. And I had no idea. I think most people don't have an idea that there are 16 different choices when I was there. You can choose infantry. 
you know, the heart and soul of the army. You can choose armor, tanks, you can choose field artillery. There's all these combat arms, but then there's combat service support. So there's transportation corps, there's military police. I mean, there's finance, there's a lot of choices. And just my DNA, just who I am, you know, I'm, I wanna be all in. And if you wanna be a general in the army, probably the best way to go is to be in the infantry. And that's one of the thoughts I had, why don't I go infantry? But you remember that movie Top Gun? Yep. That was one of those movies that came out not long before I was at West Point. I thought, wow, I want to be Iceman. I want to be good. I want to have you know, that lifestyle. And ultimately went the aviation route. But I was really torn, Travis. I'm thinking, did I make the right choice? And aviation is on one spectrum of the Army. The Special Forces Infantry on the other. And it was amazing at flight school because they made an announcement. They said, guys, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Not going to believe this, but we've got a slot for Ranger School. We're going to have a competition, and we're going to send one of you to go. And I thought, well, here's my chance. And I was very fortunate to win that competition, had an opportunity to see how the other half lived, and it was miserable. <laughs> it was absolutely miserable, Travis. I mean, it was an incredible experience, but it was awful. <laughs> uh, my, my buddy Dave says the same thing. He's like, every day was awful mm -hmm. by design. You know, and it's funny leading a startup business right now you know I didn't know this back then but it's amazing God's hand and the journey that I've been on because I tell everybody right now when I'm being invited to Rotary Clubs being invited to universities and chambers to share our authentically American story one of the things I touch on is Ranger School I tell everybody Ranger School has been such great training for leading a startup and most people who aren't familiar don't understand it and I tell them you know at Ranger School there's a lot of military doctrine and tactics that training but at the heart of it it's a leadership school, and what they do is they deprive you of everything you think you need, think you need to survive, namely food and sleep. So you're living on one meal a day, and then you're living on zero to three hours of sleep a night, and I emphasize zero because that's often what happens, and then you're put in incredibly stressful situations. I'm like, that's the life I'm living right now. No sleep and a lot of stress. So let, let's let's get into the meat of this, which is authentically American. You you do your time in the in the army. You have this career, and, and, I, and I, I, I've read about you. I've watched the YouTube channel. Uh, folks, he has a YouTube channel, Authentically American. I'll have a link in the uh, Oscar Mike Radio blog post. But one thing I'm missing is two things, rather, I want you to touch on right now is um, what was a catalyst for you going into Authentically Apparel? And it seems like, just me being observant, that your faith really kind of helped guide you in this path. So if you wouldn't mind touching on those two things, how you got into this, and how does your faith figure into what you do, please? Absolutely. Well, when we talk about the foundations of life, the foundations of me personally, it starts with my Christian faith, and then it leads very quickly then to my family. I'll just touch on that briefly. My wife and I just celebrated 25 years, Travis, in August. Congratulations. And it's a real tribute to her, you know, to put up with me for 25 years. Is she the general? She is. Okay. I know who the boss is. <laughs> so we've got four amazing kids. We've got daughters, 21 and 18. We have my 15-year-old son, who I'm here with for a hockey tournament this weekend. And we have our, our nine-year-old son we adopted from Ethiopia. Oh, outstanding. So family's incredibly important. And I also put fitness and health. And I tell everybody, if those three are in line, you know, everything else takes care of itself. But another one that we've touched on quite a bit is the military. You know, that time at West Point, those seven years serving active duty have been also a foundation in my life and who I am and what I'm all about. But around authentically American specifically, 
you know, I work for some amazing companies. You know, worked for Procter and Gamble, worked on brands like Crest and Tide. Also worked at Mars, worked on brands like M&Ms and Snickers. And those were phenomenal experiences, Travis. But I felt like I was a cog in just a big machine. Right, right, right. And one thing I've been passionate about is job creation. And ultimately, at the end of the day, what I want to do is I want to make a difference. I want to leave a legacy. And in 2012, bought a company, Omega Apparel, which was in the uniform business. Okay. And that was my first exposure to apparel. And it's shocking and saddening to look at the history because when I graduated from West Point in 1993, over 50% of the apparel in the U.S. was made in the U.S. You know what it is today made in the U.S.? Like 25? <laughs> it is less than three, Travis. Less than three? Less than 3%. So literally millions of jobs have gone overseas. And as I was leading Omega Apparel, that was phenomenal because we were in the military uniform business. And if we were winning contracts, our business was growing. But at the end of the day, we weren't creating jobs. We were taking from somebody else. And during that five years, I started to get this vision. I thought, what if? What if we launched this iconic American brand? What if we launched a brand that was completely and only made in the U.S.? What if we built the next Nike or Under Armour? I mean, we would be creating a ton of jobs. We'd be making a difference and it'd be an opportunity to leave a legacy. So officially launched in July of 2017 from a blank sheet of paper. <laughs> and I'm exhausted. I mean, it has been so exhausting. You know, anything you start from a blank sheet of paper, but I will tell you equally, Travelers, I could not be more energized because we've been able to be so intentional about who we are and what we stand for and our values. It just looking at, you know, what you did with uh, Authentically American and what your mission is, I'm like, it's, it's kind of sad to me, and I'll, t I'll tell you what I'm thinking, that the fact that you want to have apparel jobs in the U.S. is considered out of the ordinary. That, 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 that saddens me almost in a way, but still, it's juxtapose that against other uh, military, you know, veterans opening clothing brands and apparel brands, a lot of them with the word grunt in them. A lot of their uh, items are made overseas. So you're, you're climbing to me a double hill. You know, what are some of the challenges in trying to compete in this space? Because you, you have, you know, competition here in the United States and worldwide. Tell you, it has not been easy, Travis, but it's an intentional choice to say anything to me that's worthwhile doing. I mean, it's not going to be easy. What you do and the amazing things you've done with Oscar Mike Radio, I mean, you've talked to me about your travel and how you've done it remote and the technical challenge. It's not easy. And same way, if I want to do something and do it well, I know it's not going to be easy. And when I made the intentional choice to make sure that not only do we make in the U.S., but we only make in the U.S., it's not easy. And one of the primary reasons is, is because it's a lot more expensive here in the U.S. And that's made us from a business standpoint, you know, really have to be on top of our game, really be extra astute in how we're doing business to make sure we're cost competitive. And the other piece is not only is it more expensive, but it is not easy to find, you know, you know, that high qualified, skilled labor here in the U.S. Because back to that 3%, that's all that's made here in the U.S., there's not a lot of people here in the U.S., so that's where back to Ranger School and every stop on my journey being part of it, leading Omega Apparel for five years, that really exposed me to the apparel industry. And that's where I learned that you know, only 3% is made here, but even more importantly, that's where I started to learn and understand that there's not a lot out there, but there are some amazing companies out there that produce incredible product. 
And what I've been able to do now over the last two years is, is assemble the foundations, assemble the infrastructure, the supply chain for our business. So we went from zero, a blank sheet of paper, to now we've got 12 contract manufacturers in 12 different states. So that, that really speaks back to your experience in the Army as an aviator <clears throat> and a ranger having to do, simply put, that small unit leadership on a much bigger scale mm -hmm. is what it sounds like. It is. And, you know, that five-paragraph op order, the, the mission and planning, yep. I mean, you've got your notebook there, a blank sheet of paper. That's what it started about. And, you know, I think nothing in life's easy, but when you start to be intentional and you start to be focused and have a plan, and the plan has changed, you know, a thousand times from day one we start, but what has not changed is that vision. We've always said we want to build this iconic American brand that's truly American-made. So the vision has not changed, but how we're going to get there. But it, in my mind, it's a lot easier to adjust a plan than to try and make it up as you go. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's kind of funny you mentioned this. I'm in the process of trying to find, um, get, get shirts done for Oscar Mike Radio, for as an example. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions around that. Um, I, I've, I've been taken to a T-shirt shop and showing what's there for blank T-shirts. So... Consider me a potential customer, when you're talking to one, how do you differentiate your products versus the other products they could go with for their brand, company, or organization? Well, I tell everybody it's twofold, Travis. Number one, you know, you've read about us, you've learned about us, and most people will say, Dean, wow. Authentically American is such a great story. What a great feel-good American story. You know, we're made in the USA. We're a brand that celebrates patriotism. We're a brand that believes in the American worker and we're also a brand that honors our American heroes very intentionally. We donate 10% of our gross profits to veteran and first responder charities, but that's not good enough. There's nobody, at least long term, that's going to continue to buy from us if we don't even have a better product. And I was going to save this till the end, Travis, but since you mentioned t-shirt, I've got a gift for you. Oh, wow. Oh. And this is an authentically American t-shirt, so the story is behind it. Okay. But if you start to feel, so first of all, if you feel the weight behind this, I mean, oh it's God, incredibly it's like a, it's, it's a Yeah, it's a heavier than I could, yeah. okay. And it's not too heavy, it's not too light. We've gone through a lot of work to say, okay, what's that right way? And it's a 4.7 ounce, so it's the great way. And then everything, Travis, is, you know, tagless. And you can see where it's made. Made in the USA, that is awesome. And only in the U.S., so it's tagless. And then if you've had a lot of t-shirts, you know, most t-shirts, when you feel the front, it's that heavy print. So if you feel the front, oh, wow. you can't even feel the print. Huh. And the reason why we do that, Travis, this is a water-based ink. And we want you to say, you know what, Dean? This is my new favorite. I know I wore it yesterday, but I don't want to wear it again today. <laughs> it's my new favorite. So that's what a lot of the first two years has been, you know, focused on there. But, you know, this is our standard t-shirt, but we have a new technology. You know, what we call our sweat ink, our sweat activated printing. So, Travis, if you can hold this, we'll do a quick demo. So, this is something you, being a great American, I thought you would like. Oh, I, I love freedom. Because freedom, and we're going to cheat, which oh. I don't believe in cheating, but <laughs> there's no sense we in us running away in the lobby. So, you know, this is sweat activated prints. You can see the design, the freedom with the eagle outline, but yep. after you work out. Yep, and I'm all sweaty from doing snatches and clinging yep. jerks and training. Oh, my God. So you can see how the stars and stripes come Folks, to life. Folks, okay, if you're watching this, mm -hmm. yes. Yes, I'm in. Mm -hmm. That is <laughs> savage, as I like to say. So we 
tested this with a Go Army Beat Navy version. And the look on your face, Travis, is what people had. Like, yes, you got to be kidding me, because Dean, forget the sweat-activated print. I mean, this is an amazing shirt. I want to wear it all the time. But when you do this, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yes, you know, this is one example. So, you said a prospective customer. I would love Travis for Oscar Mike Radio to be a lifetime customer, because you say here's a brand that aligns with the values and who I am. Exactly. They've got a better product, and they're competitively priced. When we talk about pricing, you'll be like. Wow, I thought Man USA was going to be more expensive. You'll find out that we're not going to be the cheapest. Well, we don't want to be the cheapest. We want to be the best. But well, that's the thing. That's the thing, Dan. I'm glad you brought that up because you know I, I look at some of the competitors and some of the, the, the shops locally, and I see. And I'm not going to mention names, but I can tell immediately that if I put my logo on this, it's going to shrink the minute I wash it. It's, it's cheap material, and you're like, you want a cheap shirt? No, I want something that a, somebody who likes my, my outreach and podcasts and videos can be proud of. Yeah, and this is one, you know, and, knowing you and your values. I mean, you know, we've got you know, the authentically American stamp. Yeah, we've got other things yeah. that have, like, the vintage U.S. flag. That's our equivalent of the Nike swoosh. Yeah, I, I could see my logo on your apparel with that flag. That, that mm -hmm. just aligns perfectly. Yeah. I don't have to worry and about it. What we do when we partner you know, with a business, when we partner with a charity, when we partner with a youth athletic association, you know, Oscar Mike Radio would be front and center, and then ours is often on the sleeve somewhere more subtle because we tell everybody, you know what, when we're partnering with you, we want Oscar Mike to be front and center. But when you partner with Authentically American, our branding, our story is a subtle reinforcement of who you are and what you stand for. That is amazing. I, I'm, I'm in. I am in. Because look, look, I'm, I'm holding this shirt, and it's not, it's, it doesn't feel like Kleenex, right? It doesn't feel like Kleenex, and it, it's that good weight because I'm a, I'm a big guy, I'm a weightlifter, so I can certainly see myself wearing this and telling the story in the gym when the flag comes. I, I gotta figure I get the flag and, and my logo. That, that is, that is awesome, and it just, I would feel good about it. So many times I've gone to a prospective, um, you know, provider and been like. In, in three or four washes, this thing's going to be useless. Yeah. So I, I don't want to do that. So, so you're in a startup mode, but you've also gotten a lot of support from a lot of people. Um, can you kind of relay for me, <coughs> what's the experience like when you've delivered your product to somebody and they're like, Dean, this exceeds all expectations? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people seem happy with what they get from you. There could be no greater joy as a business owner, especially with a startup business, when there's a repeat order. Somebody buys it the first time, and it's a big leap of faith because we're not a well-established, known brand that's had a 10, 20-year history. We're new. So it takes a lot of work, a lot of selling for people to say, okay, I'm going to buy from you. But then it's an even greater testament when they buy and they say, you know what, Dean? That polo that you sold me, that jacket, that T-shirt, these socks, you know what? They're my new favorite, and I want more. I love it when we go to a business, for example, and they say, you know what, Dean? My boss made me wear it on Friday, but I want to wear it on Saturday. It's my new favorite. That's amazing. That's amazing. Which leads me back to one thing I just want to cover real quick. Um, you've had to transition several times in your life, not only from civilian life into West Point, which it's free, but it's not free. 
you had you had you, had, you it, it, it cost you a lot to to meet the standard to get into the school and stay in the school. You had to meet the standard for Army aviation and to be an Army Ranger. So you've transitioned several times, but. Um, I talk to some officers every now and then who were in, who resigned their commission, and they kind of tell me this, that they have the same kind of challenges that enlisted people have. It's just not talked about a whole lot. So as, as we kind of get into this, what do you think are the challenges for officers transitioning? Do they face challenges, or is it just something that you all handle differently? I think whether you're enlisted, whether you're an officer, anyone in the military, I mean, it is a transition, and transition oftentimes is inherently difficult. And I think, I mean, the experience, you and I have both benefited from our military experience, but it's different, you know, from when you're applying that into the business world. And what I love more and more, there are more organizations, more charities, more, you know, places where you know, an officer and enlisted can go and help and train and get ready because the skills that I learned in the military are invaluable. Right. And I was very fortunate to go to school at night and get my MBA. And I was doing this while I was active duty, but that was a big part of my transition. And I started to understand and say, you know what, what I've learned in the military, what I learned in West Point has been phenomenal. It's invaluable. And that business school then taught me business and that allowed me the opportunity to figure out how they fit together. And you don't need to go to two years of business school, but I think there's a lot of programs out there that people are putting in place to allow people a successful, smooth transition. And I think one other thing that I'd highlight is, you know, a lot of times, you know, you and I both, you know, have that sense of patriotism. Right. And when you're serving in the military, you know, there's a sense of pride, there's a sense of joy and greater purpose. And that's even with my own kids. You know, I encourage them now as they're getting older, they're getting ready to graduate college. You know what? Money's important, but that should be further down the decision. Find something you love. Find something you're passionate about. Find something that's going to be fulfilling because then it doesn't feel like a job. I mean, you're just pursuing your passion. And right now, Travis, I tell everybody, I've never worked more hours in my life. And equally, I never sacrificed family. That's why I'm here for hockey. It's, you know, tremendous sacrifice to be here but there's no place I want to be but when I'm working all these hours it doesn't feel like work I'm pursuing my passion well you're pursuing your passion and then it seems like you're, you're surrounded by people who also support you. you 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 have a lot of people starting to get in your corner now uh, I was wondering if you want to talk about their support yeah so my wife yep. <laughs> she's the first one because there's a lot of security when you're working for a bigger larger company and we're trying to get some security, but when you are a startup, oftentimes it's, can we meet payroll this week? You know, are we getting orders this week? So there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of adversity, and I'm so thankful for my wife, Kelly, for standing by me and believing me and believing in the vision, and she's been an integral part of it. And I'm really the one that started Authentically American with my wife, but what's gonna happen going forward if we're gonna continue to build and grow? It's all about our team. and. You know, I could go by each and every one of our team members, and we're relatively small now. There's 10 of us, and we keep growing. But each and every member of our team is amazing. And they're very talented, but equally, they love what they're doing. They feel the passion. They feel like they can make a difference in what they're doing. It's not just a job. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I, I'm just blown away. Uh, again, Andrew, thank you for the, the referral and um, just giving us a shout-out. Uh, we met on uh, Facebook Messenger. <laughs> 
uh, Andrew Farah from Nashville. Uh, he's like a walking chamber of commerce. It's kind of funny, but he's like, you got to talk to this guy. And I, I really, again, I mean, in, in a way, I think it's a great opportunity because it is, it is kind of weird that, you know, no clothing's made in the United States anymore. And American workers do, you know, believe in what they do. So as we kind of start winding this down, you, you, you're establishing your brand, you're going through growing your business, you're, you know, you're with people that support you. I've folks, I'll have links to his Fox News uh, interview and other interviews he's done. You've got to check out his podcast on YouTube. He's talking some very... Forbes is another one. We had a feature last week with Forbes, Travis. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. I got to read that. I mean, that was huge. That was huge that Forbes is you know, a, a hold of you like this. I mean, what's that mean to you when you start getting this kind of attention? I mean, it literally is priceless. I can afford even a small fraction of the national media exposure that we got from my appearance on Fox and Friends and being featured last week in Forbes. And that is really where the biggest opportunity is for us as a brand because after Andrew introduced us, I mean, you took a little time, read into our story, now you've seen our product, but I can't afford a Super Bowl commercial. So I rely on an opportunity like this and you've got a you know, great reach that you're building here, and then you put that on a Forbes, you put that on a Fox and Friends. I mean, we're reaching millions of people right now, and it's gonna take multiple times. They say oftentimes people have to see something seven times before they see it, so I'm hoping somebody who may have seen the Forbes article now is you know, listening to your podcast and say, you know what, I should check them out. Maybe I should buy this Freedom T-shirt because you know, Travis is there, he's touching, he's feeling, he's saying how amazing it is, so maybe I should give him a shot. And as we continue to get more exposure, as we continue to build our brand, that's what's going to allow us to be successful. I have to ask, when I watched the Fox and uh, Friends new special, you were sitting with uh, NASCAR legend Daryl Waltrip, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, I used to watch him when I was a kid. This is amazing. What... What has that been like working with Mr. Waltrip and, and what he brings to supporting your brand and your, your, your efforts? I am so thankful that Daryl, DW, and I have been introduced because, you know, first and foremost, DW is a man of faith. Right, right. He's a family man. Like you said, he is a NASCAR legend, but he's also an astute businessman. And when he decided to not only be a part of us, but write a check and be an investor, I mean, that was a huge testament to say, Dean, I believe in what you're doing. I believe in the vision of Authentically American. I believe in you and the team's ability to execute it. And I want to be a part of it. And to give an idea how committed he is, not only did he write a check, but in October, Travis, we were at the Made in America conference in Indianapolis. And there is not a nonstop flight from Nashville to Indianapolis. And some people will probably laugh at this, but I said, Daryl, would you be willing to come? And I told him there's no nonstop flight. He said, that's fine. He drove the four hours. He drove. There and back to be there on stage with me for a 15-minute keynote speech. I mean, talk about the commitment. And here's Daryl that's, you know, he's officially retired right now. But he said, you know what? I'm willing to not only be there up on stage with you for 15 minutes, but I'm willing to drive eight hours in one day to be there. Well, um, it's just amazing to hear that. and It's just amazing to see it. And you could tell in the Fox and Friends special that he was really you know, not just a figurehead. He really had invested his time and effort in getting to know you and the business. So I would just ask to kind of close this down. What do you feel is next for, for Authentically American? I think what's next is, you know, it's all about one word and that's growth. Yeah. 
and you know, being able to make a difference, that ends up tying to job creation. And every single person that buys one of our T-shirts, every single person, I've got one more gift for you, Travis. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Who buys our socks. So you being a great American, you know, these are our, you know, patriotic style. So these are the patriotic red and blue. And these are Carolina cotton, Travis, knit in Carolina. And when you wear these, you're like, this is like the T-shirt. I mean, these are incredibly comfortable if you feel the weight. And then when you pull them up, I don't know about you, but I've worn socks before. Immediately, they start sagging down. Yeah, yeah. And they should not do that. They should stay up. They should be supporting. And this is another way. It's a fun, amazing design like the Freedom shirt, but it's got to be a better product. So this is another example where we're trying to build a not only a great story, but a better product. Let me read this. Let me read this. These socks are made using the finest, um, the finest combed cotton sourced from the southeastern United States. So it's right from the U.S. Designed in Nashville, Tennessee. Yay, Andrew. Manufactured in North Carolina. There's no authentically American. You know what? I'm, I'm going to make you a promise right now, Mr. Wegner. Yes. I'm going to the uh, National Masters Weightlifting Tournament in Orlando in 2020. I qualified. And some, oh, wow. Congratulations. I'm going to wear these socks when I compete in April. Fantastic. I'm going to give these a try. Actually, I'm going to try them out today. And I plan on wearing, nothing is more American on the U.S. platform than this. And if I go international, these will be on my feet. I was wearing those on Fox and Friends, and we didn't highlight the socks. But, you know, I'm wearing the black and gray, a little more subtle version. But as I was sitting there, there were countless people that called our 800 number that wrote in and said, how do I get those socks? And you had mentioned this being a crowded space. Now, you know, two big points of differentiation from any other brand that has a military heritage, which I do. You know, first and foremost, you identified a lot of the brands out there are not made in U.S. And here I tell everybody, everything we do, no exceptions, is made in America. And there's also, you know, one of the core values on our website, Travis, is respect. Right. And that's inherent in our brand. And a lot of these other brands have built a great following. But to me, there is a just a different tone and yes. you saw the fox and friends remember they asked me about nike and their position on you know standing or kneeling versus our standing right and and you, you i thought you answered that very well you took a very you didn't talk about nike so much as you talked about what you an authentically american and and your values were at that point well that was very well done yeah well i appreciate that and that was an intentional choice when i said we're intentional about who we are and what we stand for and i thought we stand for respect because i was joking with you know, the host after, they're like, Dean, you didn't take the bait. We wanted you to get ugly there, and I'm, I'm just not willing to go there because we live in a great nation. We have an amazing constitution and freedom of speech, and, you know, whether it's Nike or another brand, they can make a choice. And we're being very intentional, Travis, in the choices we're making, and we want to find great Americans like yourself, individuals, consumers. We want to find, you know, businesses that have like-minded values that are already buying a product and want to partner with us. Well, it's just been a pleasure, and, and I will have the link to these socks on the blog post, and I will be tagging myself every time I uh, wear these with Authentically American. It's simply amazing. I, I just can't wait to see what the future will hold for you. Um, and, and anything that uh, you know, Oscar Mike Radio or the Oversized Production brand can do to promote what you're doing, 
I'm in. Um, I, I've really enjoyed. And folks, I'm going to have the links to his podcast in the blog post. This will give you a really good perspective of what Mr. Wegner is all about here. Uh, I, I just have my support. This is the kind of thing the podcast is created for. And yeah, I hope you do grow. And not as a, as a, as a you know, kind of hope. I know you're going to grow, but I hope it's everything that, that you envision and more. Well, I'm excited and proud to have a new friend here in Massachusetts. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. So as I say in Hawk, we are locked through launch. This has been great talking to Dean Wegner, uh, Army aviator, Army ranger, West Point graduate, father, husband, now founder and CEO of Authentically American. We're Oscar Mike Radio and on the move. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. All right. Travis.